This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to a new week of the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. And as we wait word on what will actually happen with the Illinois basketball staff, whether Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman will be on the Illini sidelines yet again this season, or whether one or both of them end up with Kentucky, we will wait and find out where it is on that. And of course, on this podcast, we'll break down whatever it means, whenever it happens. But uh, we have other things to talk about on this podcast, including the end of spring ball. We've talked about that a little bit, and we'll dive more into that. But also a lot going on in the football world of recruiting. And Illinois has added a lot of commitments. We've talked about that here on the podcast. But as our world slightly opens up a little bit more, as more people get vaccinated, as we understand this virus more and more, uh, and we see our world open up a little bit more, there also are more evaluation opportunities for a lot of these recruits and of course the official visits will be happening starting in June which is fantastic for these prospects their families and of course these schools that are recruiting and evaluating these prospects but for one Illini commit already he's had a pretty eye-opening offseason so far and at the time that Donovan Leary committed to Illinois there were some question marks about him after a junior season that wasn't that sharp and and he and his high school coach would tell you that Um, of course everything going on with the pandemic he didn't know what that played into a role how big the coaching change played in a role and just how many questions there were about Donovan Leary as a prospect but he has impressed so far this offseason including a great great showing at the Elite 11 Regional in Philadelphia, near uh, where he lives in New Jersey. And we had a guy on the ground who's one of the best in the business at evaluating and, and tracking recruitments, and that's our guy Brian Doan at 24-7 Sports. He's our national recruiting analyst based in New Jersey, and he's covered Donovan Leary's recruitment. He covered Donovan Leary's brother's recruitment. Uh, and Devin Leary was a big-time prospect, four-star prospect out of Timber Creek High School, which is where Donovan goes as well. And Devin ended up being recruited by one George McDonald successfully to NC State. And Devin is now the starter at NC State, had a very good season this past season and leading a good program under Dave Dorn, who, of course, Brett Bielema knows very well from their days together at Wisconsin, where Dorn was the defensive coordinator. But Donovan Leary looks like the evaluation by Illinois and Tony Peterson, the offense coordinator, looks a little better uh, from the outside world. But they felt very confident in Donovan Leary, despite a lot of other Power 5 programs kind of backing off. They had offered but backed off uh, the recruitment of, of Donovan Leary. But Illinois went full bore. So they broke him down and said, that's what we want in our quarterback, which is why it was so interesting 
the Donovan Leary recruitment as well as the push for commitment because it is the first quarterback commit of the Brett Bielema era and the first idea of what Tony Peterson wanted in his Illini quarterback room. And Donovan Leary at six foot two, 200 pounds, strong armed, pretty accurate. Uh, can improve that as he goes along though. Uh, but you know, kind of what they envision at the quarterback position is a lot different than what the previous staff wanted, which was guys who might not be the most developed passers, but are dynamic athletes. I think of Karan Taylor, Isaiah Williams. Um, you know, Matt Robinson was a little bit more proven as a passer coming out of California and the offense he ran out there, uh, but a really good athlete as well. And then you had Deuce Span into that mix, who's a great athlete, uh, but as a passer was under 50% in high school. Um, so Donovan Leary is a little bit different of a mold and he's the first sign of what Illinois is going to add at the quarterback position. So without further ado, I talked with Brian Doan about what he's seen from Larry throughout his recruitment, what he saw at his junior season, what, which wasn't that sharp, but also why he's so encouraged about what he's seen from Donovan at some of these camps that aren't in pads, aren't on the field with the bullets flying, but it does show some development why he's been encouraged about that. So coming up next, let's talk with Brian Doan, 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst, about the Illini's 2022 quarterback commit, Donovan Leary. That's next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get to know a little bit more about Illinois' first quarterback commitment under new coach Brett Bielma, new offense coordinator Tony Peterson. Brian Doan is 24-7 Sports National recruiting analyst based in New Jersey, right in the backyard there of uh, Donovan Leary. And Brian, I know you've covered... Devin Leary, who is a four-star prospect out of Timber Creek in, in New Jersey back in the class of 2018, he's now the starter at NC State. Of course, it's, it's the older brother of Donovan. What was his story, Devin's, and, and when did his little brother Donovan kind of come onto your radar? Yeah, uh, so Devin was interesting because I remember seeing Devin, I think it was probably the spring of his sophomore year of high school, and I went to go interview him. You know, I went, you know, went down to the school and he was in his baseball uniform because at the time he was a big time baseball prospect. You know, people thought, OK, look, he's going to go play, you know, what we would consider, you know, the power five schools. He's going to go play baseball at one of them. And I remember, you know, well, he wants to be a quarterback, but he's not sure which sport it'll be. And then as a junior, he just I mean, he threw for, I think, six zillion yards or something like that. And. 
and it just all kind of clicked and a bunch of schools started getting on him for recruiting. And so for him, it was kind of like really quick. And then listen, if you're now I'm a younger, you know, I have an older brother. So if you're the younger brother, you already know everybody's talking about your older brother anyway, whether you're better than him, not better than him, whatever. And so there was, you know, you heard that, that Donovan was coming through the ranks and, you know, to be honest, I saw him at the end of his sophomore season play in a, a state playoff game. And, and he was a prospect with a couple, you know, offers. Not sure how strong those offers were. But, you know, he, he, he didn't have his best day, let's put it that way. And so that that kind of hurt his recruitment a little bit. But, you know, you knew he had the arm strength. You knew he was going to put the work ethic in that you need to be a good quarterback. It was just a matter of everything kind of coming along. And then, you know, pandemic hits. Some schools are offering him. He's throwing, you know, and, and putting out some tape that way and sending it to schools. And so he, he had a change in high school coaches after his sophomore season, and it took him a while to get going with this offense. I went to go see him play early in the season, like a scrimmage, and he got hurt. And I remember talking to his dad and, you know, there was some fear that maybe, uh, if I remember right, it was an arm injury that he could have broken his arm. And so uh, he was okay. He played the season, but the season kind of never meshed together for him his junior year. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see him kind of develop and, and see where I, he's been at the last few weeks. Yeah, and I know you were really impressed with what he did at the Elite 11. I want to get into that. Uh, but you're right. I'm a younger brother, and my brother was really good at sports. He was way taller than me. So you always have that little younger brother chip on your shoulder. But does it show to you that Donovan has been around a high-profile pro- quarterback growing up? And if so, in what ways? Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about it much, but, you know, you he's – he doesn't really stress things, which I think is a, an outstanding trait. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure after his junior season, he, he wasn't in the spot he wanted to be in terms of the year that he had. Um, I think I had I'd lowered his ranking a little bit. And I never heard, you know, usually you hear, hey, why'd you lower? What did I do wrong? What about this? Or, hey, I'm better than this kid who you have rated above me. Hmm. Man, there's none of that with him. Great kid. Just, you know, and the family's a very nice family. Obviously, you know him from, or at least I know him from Devin and everything. But it's all stuff, um, you know, it's just everything like unflappable, very calm. Even when I saw him at a seven on seven a few weeks ago, I mean, it was raining. It, it was just a long day. And I think that day they played five or six games and he didn't really care. He just wanted to, keeps throwing and he, he didn't get tired he wasn't like oh uh, you know here we go again it was just you know it was like everyday stuff yeah he did have a pretty good sophomore season um but then he dipped as you said during his junior year through more interceptions than touchdowns um you know i know his coach said he was learning a new offense all those things pandemic but how much pause or how much concern did you have about that brian um well, I, I knew his former coach really well, and, and they were the public school team in South Jersey, which, you know, is saying something. They, they got, there's some talented teams there. And it wasn't – I knew they were doing some different things with the offense. It, it, I wasn't concerned in terms of production, per se, even though he had been 
uh, you know, prolific as a sophomore. It was when I saw him and it was a, you know, they were doing a lot of one read, quick slants, or he's throwing it deep and he just didn't look comfortable throwing the ball. And it, it just, it seemed like an, uh, it seemed he was not awkward, but it just seemed like an awkward fit in the offense, mm-hmm. if, you, if you know what I mean. And then I would, you know, check with some coaches that played against him that really knew him well. And they said that he was kind of like a different quarterback than he had been as a sophomore. And look, you were dealing in a, in a pandemic season to where there's a lot of variables at stake and you don't know how much practice time they were really getting week in and week out. You have a new coach and they're trying to put in a new offense, a new scheme with, you know, basically Zoom meetings and stuff. And we know how hard that is at the college level. Imagine trying to do it at the high school level where, you know, maybe some kid took a nap instead of going to the meeting. So you don't really know the impact of that. I just know he didn't look as comfortable. And now when I've seen him in the spring, he just looks comfortable again throwing the ball. Yeah, what did you think? Because I was sitting there going, huh? Illinois is making a push when it doesn't seem like other Power 5 schools that offered are making a push. So what did you think about that when they did that and, and then to get a commitment? Well, I mean, I thought that, uh, you know, I knew a lot of this stuff had, had maybe dried up on him, but I knew Illinois um, really, really wanted to, to see him. And, you know, it's not like Illinois just sat there and said, geez, I think we're going to evaluate his junior tape, do no more homework on it, just look at stats. I mean, the kid got better, and he put in a lot of work in the off season. and there was some stuff circulating from seven-on-sevens, but, you know, the one thing that schools have learned during this pandemic that you're going to see continue moving forward is, you know, maybe – you don't have to see the kid and pro- just have him put some tape together of a workout and just send it to you. And then you can really see some things there. Um, you know, your own personal combine that, that gets videoed and don't hit pause. Don't do any of that. Just let the recorder run and, you know, upload it to, you know, Google drive and share it with the coaching staff or whatever. And, and then you're good. I mean, and so I, I think the idea that, Wisconsin didn't do homework or, or, was, or was taking just a huge flyer on them. I, I I don't agree with that. I just think that, you know, their evaluation, they had some different information than maybe some of the other schools did. And one thing we've seen during the pandemic, and especially with quarterbacks, is they want kids for the most part who they know, they know really well, maybe have been to campus. Um, and so a lot of things like that factor into QB recruiting and he hadn't really done a lot of that stuff so it, it made some other schools kind of pull back yeah yeah and of course the relationship with George McDonald uh, who, who recruited Devin uh, certainly played a role for Illinois as well well Brian you, you mentioned it uh, Donovan seems to have a very strong offseason including this past weekend's Elite 11 Regional uh, what has stood out to you to where you thought he was one of the standouts there yeah, yeah, there's a lot. And, and you know, listen, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I understand that, that it's shorts and T-shirts right now, and you're really judged when the, when the pads come on and, and the defense is coming after you. So, and I understand all that, but you look for certain things 
that you want to see as far as growth. And, and a couple things, like I said, the poise and just the composure and being calm and not, you know, not stressing about if he made a bad throw and not letting that carry to the next, but his accuracy, his ability to, to throw on the move, his footwork all stood out. He's bigger throughout his frame, but especially in the upper body. And, you know, he tells me that that has increased his arm strength and he can tell that he studied more film. So, you know, people think I studied film. Well, you're not playing any defenses. Well, no, no, he studied his own film to watch what he was doing mechanically and things like that as well. Um, so I, I think he just improved a little bit in each area, except the confidence area. He improved a lot in because all of a sudden he started feeling better about, hey, this is what it was like when I was throwing the ball as a sophomore or this is how I was feeling. So I, I think it's stuff like that that um, really enables him to do well at these events. At Elite 11, you know, he was making some great throws to the sideline. And, again, there's no pressure. They're not doing one-on-one, so there's no defense. But So what, what do you have to work with? Well, it's the same thing as watching one of these guys go through a pro day, um, you know, for the NFL when you're throwing on air and everything. You want the ball to spin. You want it to come out easy. You want it to be accurate. And by accurate, not just catches. The ball's supposed to be on the sideline to where only the receiver can get it. Is it there? Does he throw a catchable ball? And, and all those things were, were yes, he, he did all those things. And, and the good thing is for, for folks either on your site or, or going to be on your site soon, at some point this week I'll have cut-ups of uh, a lot of his throws from Sunday. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, for people who haven't seen him or, or seen the film yet, Brian, what, what would you say – is the scouting report? What are his good traits? What are the things he needs to work on? Yeah, I think you know you can always get better with with accuracy and with arm strength. Um, mobility will be important for him. You know, he's not a stationary guy back there, but but really being able to slide and move. From from watching him, even sophomore, junior, you, you want to make sure that he's getting. Look, it's high school. Nobody's getting to a fourth receiver in high school. But you want to make sure that you're getting to your second and third progressions. One of the things that he did well as a sophomore and that his brother did incredibly well was their pre-snap reads. Um, they made great decisions on where the ball was going to go pre-snap. So you want that. And what does he do well? A, he competes. B, he can handle criticism. He's got now arm strength. He does have some pocket presence to where he can maneuver in there. He's going to work his tail off to get better and continue to learn it. I mean, he, he loves and breathes football. So, so that's not an issue. He, he's a solid, he's a solid quarterback who, you know, he'll come into Illinois. He'll have to learn the system. If you're thinking he's going to go there and start as a true freshman. I mean, I don't think that's ideal for anybody, but I would think he's a kid that can be in the system for a year or two and then get a chance because he's really a smart kid. Yeah, and uh, Brian, before I let you go, uh, Illinois doesn't often get into New Jersey, and, and I don't know if there'll be a powerful presence there, but uh, they are in the top couple for Owen Anderson, a tight end in the class of 2022. They offered his uh, 2023 quarterback as well. Uh, pretty good football out there. So what, what what do you think is possible for Illinois uh, in recruiting Jersey? Yeah, I, I think it's the same thing that a lot of schools, you know, Purdue came in a little bit and did some stuff in Jersey and New York City, and you know, I, I remember Illinois came in a few years ago, went to Delaware and got Dele Harding, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, if you have the connection, if you figure there's a fit, then there's room for them to, to get 
in and, and grab some kids. I, I'm not going to sit here and go all of a sudden there's a pipeline, but right. yeah, Owen Anderson is the kid out of the Hun School in, in Princeton, which is about you know maybe 45 minutes north of where Donovan Leary plays. Uh, what you're dealing with that, you know, there's a one of his teammates committed to Michigan State, um, Kevin Wigington, who signed in the 21 class, so he's influential. I, I thought by now Owen would have been committed to Michigan State, so give Illinois a ton of credit for you know, just being able to stay with it and, hey, get them on campus. Anything can happen, right? So I'm not saying that they don't have a chance there, but I think since it's now, since Rutgers is in the Big Ten, you know, all of a sudden, not only does that open up Rutgers to recruit different kids, it, it really allows some other schools that maybe kids don't know as much about. I mean, look, if you're from New Jersey, you know Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, um, Wisconsin had, had some success but it opens up for a lot of other schools who all of a sudden these kids see on television or they see playing in new jersey every couple of years with the big 10 schedule so i think it's something where they have to pick and choose who they go after and i think you know you mentioned the connection with mcdonald and, and the learys and so it makes sense to utilize that connection and and mcdonald recruited south jersey when he was at nc state so he has connections there as well um i, I think it's it's something you keep an eye on. I'm not, you know, you're not going to sit there and go, geez, they're going to get four kids out of this part of the country. I, I don't think that's good for Illinois. I mean, they got to take care of their, their home state, but you, you can pick and choose and make sure you have the right fit. So I don't think this is going to be the last we hear of Illinois and New Jersey. Yeah. Great stuff. Brian Doan, 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst based in Jersey, and he has a story up right now about uh, the latest on Donovan Leary and his improvement as well. Brian, thanks for the content, man, and thanks for the insight here. Hey, man, anytime, man. Enjoy it. Great stuff from Brian Doan on Illini quarterback commit Donovan Leary. You look at this quarterback situation for Illinois, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see where it goes during this offseason, really during the next year. Brandon Peters, Certainly seemed like he asserted himself as a starting quarterback this spring. I would be shocked if he's not the starter. Isaiah Williams did some things the staff really liked, but let's be honest, he's not the mold physically of what they're looking for, but he does have an it factor, and we've talked all about that on the podcast. He's got some athleticism um, that that certainly makes him dangerous no matter what offense you're in, and Illinois can tweak this offense uh, if they want to Isaiah, and and he can be effective. I think he showed that last year that he can be effective uh, as a quarterback just maybe not in the ideal way that they want to. Uh, he certainly has to improve as a passer. He's still not as accurate as they want, as reliable as a passer as they want. Um, but certainly, if he goes into a game, you feel like you have a chance to win. All the other quarterbacks on this roster, I, I don't know if you feel that about, right? And that's why Isaiah Williams is certainly the number two on this team. And, and the question is, is do they think Isaiah Williams is the starter in 2022? and Or do they think... Do Span can develop into that, or Samari Collier coming in. I, I don't think Karan Taylor is going to be the guy, and I don't think Matt Robinson is going to be the guy. And, and both those guys are entering their fourth years here at Illinois. Um, but I would I would imagine this staff heading into next year: Isaiah Williams, Donovan Leary, you know Matthew Robinson, Karan Taylor, Do Span, Samari Collier. I imagine there's some turnover there, right? Of guys, do I have a role here with this new staff? I don't think that's ridiculous speculation. I think there's going to be some quarterback turnover because there usually is, no matter what program you are in. 
Um, but I would imagine this staff, and, and I know they have looked at transfer quarterbacks, and it would not shock me if they look to add some competition, whether it's this offseason for a multi-year guy who can come in, learn the system behind Brandon, maybe push Isaiah for that backup job, and then be the guy going into next year or have a battle going into next year. If that opportunity presents itself for a big, strong-armed, accurate passer, uh, I, I don't think they would overlook that whatsoever. Um, so I think that could be something to watch this offseason. There's also the possibility of Isaiah Williams is is he give does he give you the best impact at wide receiver? You know, we I know we continue to speculate that, and I, I, it's not for me. Like I think Isaiah Williams can be an effective quarterback, but if at some point they do add a transfer this off season, maybe they could move Isaiah to wide receiver where they are not very strong. So it's still a possibility that is hanging out there. But I think we'll get a clear idea of what they think about this quarterback room going into the off season, and then really. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of work done on this quarterback room just to fit it to what Tony Peterson wants at the position because Rod Smith wanted a very different style quarterback. He wanted the Khalil Tate and Denard Robinson, which is interesting of how they ended up with Brandon Peters as their starter the last two years, right? Um, A.J. Bush, I thought was a great mold for, for what they want. Isaiah Williams, I think, is a great mold. I think Deuce Span could have a very high ceiling in that kind of offense if he improves as a passer. But this offense is different. It's no longer the spread um, zone read option as much as possible. That's what they would do with Isaiah. That's what they did with A.J. Bush. This is more of a power run, traditional, sometimes under center offense. And a guy like Brandon Peters, a guy like Donovan Leary, uh, fits better into that scheme. That That is the mold of what they're looking for. And, and I imagine over the next calendar year plus, they're going to be looking for a couple more guys uh, who do fit that mold. But they found their guy in the class of 2022, and Donovan Leary and Brian Doan gave a great breakdown of him. All right, later this week on the podcast, as I said, we're going to talk more whenever news actually happens uh, on the Illini basketball coaching staff. We will talk about that. We'll break it down. But we will have an NFL draft preview as well because Illinois should have at least one player, maybe multiple players, selected in the 2021 NFL draft. We'll have a breakdown for you on that later in the week. We had plenty of football recruiting updates. I caught up with Josh Krutz over the weekend. Ryan Easterling caught up with Henry Boyer, the brother Rice tight end, over the weekend as well. And uh, several guys who have set their official visits. It's going to be a very, very busy month for Illinois football in June. And Derek Piper will have the latest on Illinois' search for a four-man. The one position that really seems they haven't been able to get their top guys. Well, they got some targets this offseason uh, that Derek Piper would break down later on in the week. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. If you don't already, give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody have a great warm day and take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus. 
official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.